0: Section 14 of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Scott Bennett. Curiosities of Street Literature by Various. Division 1 and Part 14. Wonderful Judgment on a Blasphemer wonderful just and terrible judgment on a blasphemer as manifested to mr lewis a farmer between brighton and hastings who while in the act of blaspheming was struck motionless in which state he remained six weeks with his account of the horrors he endured while in his death-like trance the following startling intelligence was received in London a few weeks ago, as many thousands can remember, from a very pious and Christian lady named Thompson, residing at a training college in the vicinity of Brighton Sussex, and which may be said to be one of the most awful visitations that ever befell any person. At a village between Brighton and Hastings, the farmers had been grumbling about the weather, a lady was passing a field in which mr lewis a farmer was standing remarked that his corn looked nice yes he replied it would look nice if god almighty would sleep for six weeks and directly the man became stiff and has remained in that position until tuesday last when amidst a violent storm of wind and rain he recovered the use of his faculties it appears that the unfortunate man's wife and friends had been assiduously watching him since august the fourteenth and early on tuesday morning september the twenty fifth whilst a violent storm of wind and rain was raging his limbs were observed to lose their rigid appearance and his wife immediately ran to him when in a few moments he opened his eyes looked around and clasping his hands together raised his eyes to heaven and exclaimed my god my god what have i done and immediately fell to the earth in a swoon they raised him from the ground and applied restoratives to him and in a short time had the pleasure of seeing him come too when they conveyed him home and put him to bed and we are happy to say under the kind attention of his wife he rapidly recovered the unfortunate man states that when he went off in his death-like trance he had for the first few days a perfect knowledge of all that was passing around him and oh it was impossible to describe the horrible anguish that he experienced at the thought of standing in that position forever he says he never expected to be relieved from his awful position as a warning to the unrighteous wicked blasphemer then to hear the remarks of some of his christian friends many of whom had tried to persuade him to alter his evil course of life but whom he had treated with scorn was doubly terribly horrible he says that after he went off in a stupor and had lost his sense and feeling as far as regards this earth he thought he was carried along by some unseen power, and alighted in a dark, dismal, barren-looking region, where the smell of brimstone was almost suffocating, and the horrible noises that surrounded him was enough to drive any person mad. He was now carried along by the same unseen power, till he came to a dark, narrow passage, at the end of which a sight the most horrible met his view, there was an immense abyss in the earth which the eye could not command which was filled with an immense number of human forms all writhing and twisting amidst the horrors of liquid fire now and then a troop of young demons could be seen putting some miserable wretch to horrible torture by tossing him about in the flames with forks or picking the skin and toe-nails from his body the cries and shrieks of the miserable wretches were so heart rending that he fell down in a swoon, and, on coming to himself, he thought he was in a room at home with a Bible in his hand, when an angel appeared to him and said, What you have seen is the reward of unrighteousness and wicked blasphemers and other sinners, and may this be a warning to you to alter your evil course." he held a blazing torch in one hand and a flaming torch in the other and shook them as he departed the unfortunate man shortly after began to return to a conscious state and came to himself as we have before stated he has been visited by a number of religious people and is quite an altered man he reads his bible and is extremely happy in the company of an elderly divine who reads and explains the holy book to him he has expressed himself ready to give lectures when he has thoroughly recovered it is a shocking thing when we come to contemplate on it that a man who was in an independent station of life should for the sake of gaining a few more pounds out of an acre or two of land make use of such an impious expression it is not as if he would give any share of the abundance to the poor and needy, but it was a selfish, sordid spirit that the man possessed, prompted by the workings of the evil one. And now we can see that the Almighty, although invisible to the human eye, can see and hear and know our most inmost thoughts, and punishes us at a moment when we least expect it, and in a manner that we should never think of. We must not forget the punishment of Lot's wife, mentioned in the Bible, who, for disobeying the instructions of the Lord, was turned into a pillar of salt. Let us hope this will be a warning to all persons against blaspheming. Lines written by the unhappy sinner since his release All you that blaspheme against the Lord, oh, hear this tale of woe, while i relate the sufferings the wicked undergo i lived a life of comfort and riches soon would gain until i blasphemed against the lord which has caused me misery and pain it rained for weeks and then for months it my temper sorely tried i cursed the raging elements my maker i defied i called upon some wicked friends and soon their aid was given i wished that god might sleep six weeks and no rain descend from heaven that instant i was petrified and almost turned to stone the angry elements roared aloud and there i stood alone my limbs became quite rigid the blood froze round my heart I struggled hard within my soul yet i from this life must part while i was in this dreadful state three visions came to me my poor mind was a wandering far far across the sea satan there sat on his throne how i prayed to be forgiven and there appeared beyond my reach the beauteous plains of heaven THE ANGELS SANG SUCH beauteous SONGS, AND PRAISED THE GLORIOUS SIGHT. I STOOD ABOVE THE GREAT ABYSS, AND THERE BEHELD A SIGHT. THEIR WAILING SOUNDS WAS HORRIBLE, DREADFUL OATHS WERE SAID AND SUNG. THOUSANDS PRAYED FOR WATER TO COOL THEIR PARCHING TONGUES. AGAIN I CAST MY POOR EYES UP, AND THERE, AMONG THE BEST, I SAW ALL THOSE I LOVED ON EARTH LAY ON THEIR Saviour's BREAST. Something whispered in my ear, Repent, it's not too late, and pointing to the abyss below, Such is the blasphemer's fate. The vision changed to heaven's gate, So beautiful and bright. God, waiting for the judgment day, Sat on his throne of light. I thought that I was there forgiven In this most beauteous land, and with my little family I stood at his right hand i awoke with cold and trembling the lord had heard my prayer my blood ran through every vein with hope and poor despair i fell down on my knees and prayed as i ne'er had done before i gave my word to him above i would never blaspheme more all is done for our good we should not rebuke his will in spite of all bad weather the heads of corn did fill the harvest was most bountiful, with abundance we were blessed. Take warning now, and do not swear, God does all for the best. H. Disley, Printer, 57 High Street, St. Giles, London Strange Warning to a Reprobate Publican in bethnal green and near the schoolhouse, there is a public-house known by the name of the gibraltar which was long kept by one john harris a native of birmingham and silver plater by trade this man for many years encouraged by his great success in business led a very irregular life insomuch that he lost his trade in the public-house and getting into a disorderly way entirely the parish officers and justice refused to renew his license, and for a whole year he was fain to keep his house close. During this interval, having dismissed his servants, and his wife having left him for some words which had happened, as he sat by the parlour fire, it being the winter time, he heard the barbell ring, which made him wonder much, knowing there was nobody in the house but himself. At first he paid but little attention, but upon hearing it distinctly a second time, he got up and went to the back door, suspecting someone had entered that way and was putting a trick upon him. But finding all safe, he returned to the fireside, wondering much at the oddness of the thing, when all of a sudden the bell fell a-ringing again, though not in so quick a tone as before, but somewhat more regularly, as if the hand that pulled it held it for a while. Disturbed at this extraordinary call, he got up, determined to discover the cause, and taking the poker in his hand, being the first thing he could lay hold on, he passed through the bar into the back room, where, to his great astonishment and terror, for he allowed that he was severely frightened, he beheld the figure of a good-looking female personage, dressed in brown much like a Quaker, seated in a chair between the two back windows and leaning upon a long stick which seemed to support her at first mr harris was too much affected to speak for though very valiant and noisy in company there was something about the figure before him which declared her not to be of this world besides his own conscience abraded him with more evil than his memory could just then recollect however he summoned power enough to put the old foolish question what art thou and with that fell on his knees in a devout manner to pray what i am is not now my business to relate but what you may hereafter become if you do not amend your life and manners so get up man and remember the warning voice of one from the dead you have but a few years to live make the most of your time and train up your daughter phoebe in a good way and keep her from such and such company or she will die young violently and by the force of justice consider her life is just now in your hands a little time will place it out of your power to reverse the evil that awaits her remember this and live accordingly with this she seemed to strike the ground with her stick and immediately disappeared leaving mr harris much astonished at what he had both heard and seen and only lamenting that he had no witness to the truth of this accident be it as it will it produced a wonderful alteration in him for the best and though his former companions laughed at him for becoming a methodist he ever after adhered to the paths of prudence and sobriety and remained a very orderly and sober man and from his invariable relation of this matter we have no doubt of its truth the prediction with respect to his daughter phoebe was too fatally accomplished a few years since she being burnt for treason as it is called that is, for counterfeiting the current coin called a shilling. End of section 14